Welcome to Well Worn Pod, the podcast that explores the joy in second hand. I'm your host, Hannah Heading. Thanks for joining us. Hello, lovely listener. Welcome back to Well Worn Pod. Thank you for being here. Today on the show, I am joined by Tegan Edmonds, owner of Salt and Funk. Now, if you're not already familiar with Salt and Funk, let me go ahead and introduce you to one of the most colourful, fun and unique vintage stores around. Tegan has a gift, people, a true knack for finding absolute treasure. If you hop over to her website right now, you'll find epic gowns from years gone by that somehow seem super wearable thanks to Tegan's styling skills. Tegan, thank you so much for joining me on the show today. To kick us off, could you tell us a little bit more about who you are and what you do? Hi, um, thanks for having me. That was a intro and a half. <laughs> um, so I'm Tegan. I'm from New Zealand, if you can't tell by the Kiwi twang. I'm from Auckland. And yeah, I just run my vintage shop. Yeah, that's pretty much what I do. Now, talk me through how you got started with Salt and Funk because I did a little bit of research and you haven't really been doing it all that long. How did it come about? No, I haven't done that long. Um, I think not even two years yet. Yeah. It kind of started when my partner and I were in the UK. We were traveling around Europe in, in a van. So we had this really tiny space. Oh, and then wow. when the month kind of leading up to coming back home, we were kind of in that oh, no, we can't be in our holiday mode anymore. What are we going to do? And he already had a very great career going for him, but I was kind of like, I don't quite know what I want to do. And then we just sort of came up with the idea that I op shop a lot. I seem to have a really good taste in vintage in my wardrobe already. Um, And then when I got home, I just realised, like, how much stuff I had from living in that tiny space of a van. I got home to my wardrobe and I was like, damn, I don't need all this stuff. Mm -hmm. (laughs) So, yeah, so like the first release was kind of just my own stuff. And then from there, I've been outsourcing and that's kind of just sort of how it happened. Wow, that's amazing. So you kind of dove straight into the deep end. Was this something that you prioritised turning into a business really quickly? Yeah, definitely. Uh, I was working at a cafe when I came back as well, but this was definitely sort of what I wanted to make more of a career than a hobby. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. Can you talk to me a little bit about that? Has that been easier than you thought, harder than you thought? What is the process of that? I've always been really curious in reselling and curating vintage and all of that good stuff, but I don't know that I'm particularly business savvy. So what's that process like? For me, it was a huge learning curve. Like I've never, I can never did business at uni and even in school, I kind of stayed away from those type of topics. Mm -hmm. And so it really was jumping in the deep end. I guess what I knew is that I wanted a website because I wanted to come across like a proper uh, clothing business. Yeah. I feel like when you shop fast fashion, they have it all set up and you know what you're looking at, I guess. Yeah. And I knew that that's kind of what I wanted as a business. Mm-hmm. Um, and then it's just really been a whole learning curve of learning how to promote stuff and mm. how to pick items that people actually want to buy and wear that's quite a big learning curve between oh this is cool and this is actually wearable yeah that's really interesting to consider as well so this steep learning curve that I'm sure you're probably still on right like you're learning just as you're doing it are there people that you're watching and learning from are you literally youtubing 
how to start a business? What does that learning process look like? Luckily, my partner is more in the know with business and stuff. So he helped me out a lot, just sort of figuring out um, uh, just all the minor stuff, I guess. Um, But people that I look at, like Girl Gone Retro, um, Rachel, yeah, yeah, she's uh, was one of the big ones when I was starting and I kind of Mm. saw what she was doing and how she was selling. And I was like, oh, that's quite a cool way to do it. Yeah. I would say you guys have a pretty similar vibe and style too, which is really cool. Yeah. I think I liked that she had a really strong niche from the get-go. Yeah. Um, and I, that's what drew me to her. And mm. I feel like at the start, especially, I think all resellers go through trying to figure out what their niche was. Yeah. And like, you know, just stocking stuff you want to stock, not stocking stuff because you feel like you have to put all this right. extra clothing in. Yeah. Um, yeah, so she was definitely someone I looked up to as like a business structure for reselling vintage. Yeah. And she's also very open about helping others as well, which is really cool. Yeah, she's an amazing resource. This might sound so bizarre, but I want to know how you blew up because I would say for not having done it for super long, you've got a pretty decent size following. People seem to be really engaged with what you're doing. How has that happened? I don't know if it's quite a blow up, but um, <laughs> I think it was probably over lockdown. I had a lot more time to be more creative. Yeah. Definitely. Yeah. Um, and I think, I don't know, I think I just hit this point where I was like, I don't want to sell anything I don't like. I don't want to yeah. put out like this facade of who I am. I just want to sell clothes I like, post stuff that I think is cool and put a bit more of me into the store. Mm, I love that. That was, I think, what sort of helped it grow. What was the lockdown period like for your business in other ways, though? So you were afforded the time to get a bit more creative. Something that I've wondered, though, is, you know, when shops are shut and we have to stay at home or we're encouraged to, what does that look like in terms of sourcing stock for your business? Luckily, our lockdown wasn't as long as anybody else's really. Um, But I was also really lucky that I just had like a backlog of clothes. Yes. I had just been terrible at trying to get them out. Okay. Um, I think I was only releasing every second or third week. Yeah. And so I just had a lot of clothes and I was really, really lucky that I had three or four drops or collections in that. And then I also did like a reworked collection where I um, like so – up some amazing ugly items and turn them into something a bit cooler I love that so that was like a really cool process to go through ah that's amazing another very very impressive skill that you have I feel like I've jumped the gun a little bit here I'm very excited about salt and funk and I feel like you're doing something really (laughs) really cool but let's rewind a little bit talk to me about your (laughs) earliest memory of shopping secondhand you said that you started this business because it was a passion of yours and you already had a love of vintage clothing where did all of that come from for you definitely my mum my mum has been up shopping her whole life and like as kids we were always those kids that get dragged along to the up shop Mm -hmm. um I'm one of three I'm the youngest of three and so that was always just a day out with Mm -hmm. mum I remember like you know when you're a kid and you're running around the racks and you're jumping through the racks that's probably my earliest memory. But yeah, I always remember that as 
I always got the hand-me-downs because I was the youngest yeah. from my sister and my brother. And I remember when we went up shopping, I was like, oh, I get something new, yeah. <laughs> you know, <laughs> you're like, yes, I get this. Yes. I get this new top or something. I don't have to wear my brother's. <laughs> yeah. Oh, that's yeah. awesome. Was it something that then for you carried on throughout your life as you got older or was there a period where you didn't really shop secondhand? How did it evolve for you over time? As a kid, definitely got a lot of joy out of it and then probably when I hit my teenage years um I sort of fell out of love with it a bit just yep. because I feel like you have all this pressure to look a certain way and dress mm. a certain way and when you hang out you go to the mall and I feel like I don't know I didn't really have time for it or I felt like it wasn't socially acceptable to wear secondhand clothing as much um so that was definitely sort of a down point thrifting wise and then probably when I went back into uni, that was sort of the next hype into op shopping and finding vintage clothes and stuff. Yeah. Yeah. And what is it about shopping secondhand that you love so much now? I was kind of thinking about this earlier and it's, I've always felt sort of alienated in that sort of mall shopping setup. Yeah. I feel like I've always wanted to dress a little bit different and that was so hard to do when there was five options and you have to choose one type thing mm-hmm. to fit in. Mm. And so I think, and then as a, you know, like a straight white skinny girl, if I feel alienated, how does mm. everyone else feel? We might mm-hmm. be a little bit different, you know? Yeah. So that was always a big passion towards thrifting. Um, and then I think with the store, the passion to live a bit more sustainably and ethically has definitely taken a little jump. Um, and now I pretty much only wear secondhand um mostly vintage these days just because I think it's so cool (laughs) um but yeah I want to know your personal wardrobe does it look like what you see on salt and funk because while you style the vintage in a way that looks super wearable this is proper vintage right like some of these pieces are pretty unique and pretty bold is that what you're walking around Auckland in every day uh no I feel like as a personal dresser, I'm a little bit more toned down. Right. Um, definitely more neutrals and I'm just more casual as a person. Sure. Um, so, yeah. But I love those pieces that I mm. sell so mm-hmm. much. You know, I still wish I would wear those, but I just, I know they'll sit in my wardrobe forever and I won't. Yeah. That's why I sell them. <laughs> but, um, yeah, I absolutely love them, but definitely a more neutral colours, a bit more casual. Yeah. Yeah. How would you describe your style if you had to sum it up in a few words? Um, I don't know. I feel like my style's changed so much. I was always that, like, unstylish, sporty girl, <laughs> you know. Um, I would say my style's just casual and simple, like, easy, faster dress. I'm not a big, like, yeah. glitz glam. Yeah. Not overly girly, just... Yeah. So if you had a special event, would you be whipping out salt and funk gown? Oh, absolutely. Yeah. yeah. Okay, perfect. <laughs> absolutely. I actually have a, have a friend's wedding and I've been not stockpiling, but keeping a few items aside yeah. uh, before they go up because I don't know which one I want to wear. So yeah, I have a few options that are just really, really cool. That's so yeah. exciting. Oh man, I would love to come and play dress up in your stockpile because there's just such amazing (laughs) stuff in there it's so good it's so good 
I want to know where you draw your inspiration from when it comes to what you choose to dress yourself in every day and when it also comes to creating a shop that's full of things that you really love but also like you said that are full of things that people want to actually be wearing where does that inspiration come from for you? I think sort of as I mentioned before my inspiration is easy styling yeah I think I'm not you know huge earrings huge belt that kind of like I love that styling it's just not me yeah um and so when I style the salt and funk stuff I just want to make sure that if I was going out would I wear this yeah yeah that's kind of what it always comes down to for me mm-hmm. if I dress something and I think oh I would actually never wear this why would someone else wear it you know yeah so I just I feel like I have a rotation of a certain shoes um in certain bags mm-hmm. and way of styling that just makes it sort of come together and then mm. like I know people have reached out to me as well asking if I can style more casually as well yeah. and so I have like a few of those as well but I don't know I just feel like if you look at my photos all the accessories are pretty much the same yeah it's just choosing what to wear them with which is actually a good way to have a sustainable wardrobe not too much stuff just <laughs> the right perfect, way to perfect. style it I guess and that's a really fun way as well to let the piece shine and do all the talking because when you've got such exciting pieces of clothing you don't really need to jazz it up with everything else right yeah that's exactly it yeah that's exactly it when it comes to shopping secondhand for you does it extend beyond your wardrobe or do you keep it just to the things that you wear no I try sort of all aspects of life the wardrobe I think is just sort of the most immediate thing that you see because you're always looking for new stuff and I'm always looking at clothes in general not everything I'm sitting on a couch right now which is from the up shop it looks like pretty funky gold and I love it <laughs> but um my partner and I are actually uh converting a bus into a house no way and so that's we're trying to do that uh, as sustainably and eco-friendly as possible and that really comes down to getting stuff uh secondhand first oh that's so exciting so it's like a lot of like kitchen units and yeah taps and stuff you know (laughs) oh that's so cool the ultimate scenario is to have something that you're working on so that when you're op shopping you really have something specific to be looking out for like if I find a couch that's awesome but I don't have anywhere to put it right now so (laughs) I have to leave it behind (laughs) yeah that's yeah that's me now that I know that we're going to be moving into this small space really soon I see all this cool stuff and my partner's like where are we going to put that? <laughs> it's nice in theory. Like, yeah, fair, fair. Is there anything that you have found recently secondhand that you've been loving? Maybe something in your wardrobe or something for the bus? Oh, the bus, the exciting things, I feel like people don't really get, but we got this really cool vintage uh, New Zealand made brass uh, hand pump tap which I feel cool. like I'm really excited about, but people are like, okay, cool. Yeah, awesome. And then wardrobe-wise, as I was talking about, I need to go to a wedding soon, and I found this uh, yesterday, actually. I found this really gorgeous, soft pink, 70s, flowy sleeve, Ooh. midi-length, very summery dress. So I'm sounds kind of so good. vibing that right now. Oh, that sounds amazing. I literally have a wedding coming up this weekend, and I have been on the hunt for my perfect vintage gown, and it has not happened And we are fast approaching the weekend and I'm just not sure what I'm going to (laughs) do. You'll find it. You'll just see it. I hope. I hope so. I have never been to New Zealand. I would love to go. 
it looks beautiful. What is secondhand shopping like over there? Have you got some good spots? Yeah, I've got some good spots. I don't have never been up shopping in uh, Australia, so I'm not sure quite what to compare it to. Mm-hmm. But I feel like it's more just little stores from okay. what I gather. Australia has like big salvo stores. Yeah, like chains and, and stuff. stuff. Yeah. Yeah. So we have a few, but they're not always as big. So it's just sure. little shops, individual privately owned stores and mm-hmm. stuff like that. I have a few good ones that, you know, for different things. Like one, I'm like, oh, I'm always going to get good shirts there. And another one, sure. I'm always going to get good something else. Yeah. One is right next to my favorite coffee shop. So that's always like. Oh, that is ideal. First. <laughs> <laughs> first stop of the day. Yeah, pretty much. What are some of your favorite places to shop secondhand? There's a few up north from me, which are like community stores. And they're really cool, but they usually only open the weirdest hours, only like on Wednesdays from 4 p.m. to 7 p.m., like real weird hours. Oh, okay. Yeah. <laughs> so super inconvenient. Yeah. But if you get there in time. Right. You find some, some good, good stuff. Nabs. Yeah. Um, yeah. I used to have this favorite one that was really close to me. It was called Francesca's and it it had like the loveliest, oldest ladies they were always so nice mm-hmm. and some really nice stuff. Um, and then when I came back from traveling, it was just gone. And I don't think I've ever been so devastated in my life. That is really <laughs> sad. Maybe you were there like one loyal customer. Yeah, I kept them alive. <laughs> oh, no. Oh, that's uh, so know. disappointing. Good memories. <laughs> I drove past one of my favorites today and it was empty. And I'm really, really yeah. hoping that they're just doing a fit out like a refit of the store. (laughs) I really, really hope because otherwise I'm about to be really upset about that. It's just like nothing else quite like knowing that you can't get your good thrift items there anymore. I know, especially Mm. when you have a place that's really reliable for some good stuff too. Yeah. These old ladies, they were just something else. They'd like clap you out the store (laughs) when you bought something really great. (laughs) The old ladies, you know, that's really a key part of the secondhand shopping experience for people everywhere I feel like it's a universal part of the secondhand communities the old ladies that keep the shops running it's just not the same when there's someone young there it's just not quite the same (laughs) no it's not I used to manage an op shop and I feel like it was it really subverted everyone's expectations and it wasn't like (laughs) it wasn't quite the same you needed the old lady vibe yeah definitely talk to me about some of your top finds of all time so there might be furniture pieces pieces that you've then gone on to sell on salt and funk or just things that live on in your own wardrobe what are some of your all-time favorites for my own wardrobe I would probably say um (laughs) these are both actually from that shop I was just talking about um Mm -hmm. I have like these pair of really like whitewash 70s denim jeans which are just like the most perfect find Jeans are hard. Um, and then these black boots, which are pretty much in all of my song funk photos. They're like a mm-hmm. high top Italian liver pointed heel. And I just Perfect. I just feel like that is song funk. <laughs> That's all it is. Yeah. Those shoes. Yeah. <laughs> um, and then for the store, I've had some really cool ones. Um, like the rarer items, like a uh, a green pinstripe. 70s safari suit with a flared leg I just feel like that's something else you know like even that sentence is just yeah. 
amazing. Yeah, every vintage seller like froths over a good safari suit. Yeah. Um, yeah. And then also a 70s, uh, I had a wedding dress actually that had like these gorgeous Ooh. organza balloon sleeves that were just so over the top but amazing. Amazing. Did you sell it to someone who was getting married? I did, yeah. I think she's getting married this month. So I'm excited to see oh some Oh, my photos. gosh. Yeah. Oh, that's so exciting. Very exciting. That's really, really cool. I want to know if there's anything that you have ever sold that you really wish that you had kept. I guess I'll find out if or when I get married if I wanted to keep that wedding dress. <laughs> <laughs> um, otherwise, I'm pretty good at letting stuff go. It's a great skill. Yeah. When I ask that question to resellers, they often answer in the same way that it's just kind of part and parcel of what you do. You have to be good at not being too sentimental about the pieces. Yeah. I usually, if I get something that I think I like, um, instead of Mm -hmm. putting it straight to the shop, I'll put it in my wardrobe. And if I don't wear it for that first month, I'm like, well, there's my answer. I'm not really going to wear it. So I pop it into the shop. I think that's a very sensible approach. It is. Though I, that makes yeah. a lot of sense. It makes me sound like I don't have many clothes, but I definitely do. <laughs> do you? Do you have a big wardrobe? I have a few, which will be interesting when I have to downsize into that bus. Yeah. Um, I'm sure that'll be a fun segment on something funk. <laughs> are you going to properly like pack up your whole lives or are you going to have storage somewhere? How's it going to work? Yeah, just fully downsize and pack up our wow. lives. Yeah. What an adventure. Yes, it's going to be very, very cool. Good time to do it with, you know, travel bans and all that. So, yeah, it's a long time coming, but I'm really excited about it. No, that sounds amazing. Very Girl Gone Retro inspired living in a bus. Yeah, we actually, I was talking to her <laughs> uh, when I first started. Um, I just got back from the UK or Europe and she was just about yep. to go to the UK on a van tour. And I remember messaging her and being like, oh, if you need help finding places. And it was just like this ma- random connection that we both had. That's so cool. Very like-minded, I think. Talk me through your dream day shopping secondhand. You've put aside this day to shop for yourself or source some things for Salt and Funk. What does that day look like? Do you get up early? Are you taking snacks with you? Are you stopping for coffee? Do you look through absolutely everything in the op shop or do you have just your key sections that you hit up? Are you trying stuff on? Do you just grab it and go? I want to know everything. Okay. Um, I guess I start with a coffee because I couldn't not start with a coffee. Um, (laughs) I feel those feelings. Oh, yes. Um, Which is either at home or maybe I'll hit that first op shop right next to the coffee that I was talking about. That's just a great way to start. Any day, I think. Mm-hmm. <laughs> What's your coffee order? Almond cappuccino. Ooh. Or if it's really hot, I go a bit basic and do an almond iced latte. Lovely. I love an iced latte yeah. as it gets warm. Love it. I've tried to resist it for a long time, but it's good. It's just good. <laughs> yeah. So anyway, I get my coffee. Yes. Uh, I'll go to where I'm going. I'm kind of north. Auckland so not in the center of Auckland city so I it's like I can either go north or I can go south that's my options so I'll pick one of those if it's um yeah so whatever way I go I go um and then I guess 
uh, my way of op shopping really depends on how much time I have. Mm-hmm. Um, but generally I'll do a circuit of the op shop and just let myself get drawn to whatever sort of okay, my cool. eyes see. Yeah. I feel like I've tried to just slow it down and do every rack, but then I'm always looking ahead for anything that catches my eye. Yes. So I just do a loop anyway. Yeah. And then if I don't have much time, I'll go back to the racks that looked interesting mm-hmm. and then skedaddle or I'll, if I have time, I'll do a full rack search throughout the whole op shop. And when you do go back and you find yourself drawn to different things, are you first noticing the fabric that it's made from or are you looking at colours? What is it that makes you notice something on the rack? Usually colour and pattern. Mm-hmm. Or like sleeve detail. Like mm-hmm. I love a good sheer sleeve and I feel like they always poke out at you. Yes. So I'm always like, oh, that's a bit of me. Um, so, yeah, definitely colour and yeah. pattern. But if I'm looking for jumpers and stuff, it's usually just anything that looks really soft or yeah, um, like that mohair feel. I feel like as soon as you see it, you want to lock that on. <laughs> colour is definitely something that you do super, super well. I want to deviate just quickly. I want to hear about the rest of your op shopping day, but Mm -hmm. I also want to talk about an item that's on your website at the moment that I'm a bit in love with. Okay. It's called the 1980s Ruby Puff Sleeve Gown. Oh, yes. This is just so good. I will pop a link in the show notes so that people can go and spy on it and fall in love with it. I love that in some of the pictures you've styled it with a tank top underneath it, but then in some pictures you've got it off the shoulder. This is just such a dream dress. Where did you find it? Tell me the story. Oh, where did I find that one? I Oh, yes. I was on my way home from somewhere else and I was like, should I, should I have so much to do at home? Oh, I'll just pop in. Um, I feel like everyone has those days. Yeah. And it was just like staring at me from the rack. And I was just like, oh. you know, those little happy dance. Like, oh, I'm so glad I turned off. Oh my gosh. Um, yeah, it was just waiting for me on the rack. Pretty with its little puff sleeves that can either go off shoulder or on shoulder. It's so special. Yeah, with that classic 80s sort of V yeah waist detail and a bit of poof on the skirt Mm. but this is where I feel like you do such a good job in your curating because it doesn't look like you couldn't wear it today that sort of taffeta but not bridesmaid taffeta that your mum wore that (laughs) you really don't want to be seen in yeah Uh, yeah definitely not um I think something I think about uh quite regularly when I'm uh, sourcing but also when I'm styling I'm thinking does this look like a costume? Because Ooh, that's okay. huge with yeah. uh, definitely like 70s, 80s stuff. Yeah. Can look really costumey if you, mm. you know, it depends on how you style it. And so I always yeah. think, is this going to be too costumey for someone to wear? And then when I style it down, I'm like, actually, no, this is kind of rad, you know? So when I style stuff, I guess I'm trying to style with modern pieces. Yeah. To help balance that. Yeah. Whereas if I started with all 80s or all 70s, I feel like I would be like, yeah, that bridesmaid mm-hmm. look that no one, nobody wants. <laughs> <laughs> no, one doesn't know what we're aiming for. Oh, that's a really good thought. So you're really careful not to edge into kind of costume dressing. That's a helpful tip. Yeah. So getting back to your dream day full of shopping secondhand, I'm imagining that as you stop off at these shops – you are just striking gold everywhere you go, finding these perfect puff-sleeved dresses 
Does it happen like that? Or do you go to some places and walk out empty handed? How often are you striking gold? Not as often as I think people think of when they think of resellers. Like my dream day would be that I'm leaving every shop with like arms full of this yes. good vintage. But the reality is sometimes you walk out with nothing. Sometimes it's just one item or yep. three items which aren't quite as rare. Definitely. Uh, that was like really lucky that it was just I went to one op shop and I found it. Yeah. But I've definitely done other days where I've done six or seven op shops and come out with three or four items. I just guess that's the side of the business that people don't see. We see all the beautiful photos and the styled up vintage that looks amazing. And we're all sitting here thinking, oh my gosh, where did you go shopping? Because that's not what I'm finding when I go looking. That's exactly it. I think the the thing that separates sort of resellers from people who go op shopping um, is that they just do it more. Yeah. Or they can do it for longer. And I think that's yes. all that separates really. I want to know if you have any other specific tips for shopping secondhand for people who do really love to go in person and do the hunting for themselves. Is there anything that you would suggest uh, some good things to keep in mind? I think definitely let yourself just be drawn to whatever. Um, and then, I don't know, take your time looking around the racks. I always, if I'm unsure of something, I don't put it back straight away because we all know those times you put something back and then someone else grabs it, <laughs> right? We don't want those. I always hold it onto it and I do my yeah. rounds and I keep shopping. And yeah. then when I'm at the end, if I'm still not loving it, then I'll put it back. Yeah. That is some very good advice right there. That is important. Do not put it back. <laughs> We've always had that one item and we look around and it's gone and you just oh. think, ah, so, I'm um, also that cringy person who hovers near someone who's holding something that I like the look of and I'm just waiting oh, yeah. for them to put it back so that I can snatch it. <laughs> that was me the other day. She, I saw it just out of my corner of my eye and she picked it up and I was like, oh, I hope she puts it back. <laughs> she didn't. I hope she liked it. <laughs> but and watching. you don't want to make it too obvious either that you're super keen on it because then you don't want them oh, to think, oh, this it. is really good. <laughs> yeah. It's a fine art, really. Shopping secondhand. Yeah. Being creeps without being creepy. <laughs> exactly. Well, before we round out the episode, I want to run you through some rapid fire questions. So I'm going to present you with two options and I want you to tell me your favourite of the two. Perfect. Let's go. Do you prefer skinny jeans or relaxed denim? Relaxed denim for sure. Mm, me too. Do you prefer op shopping alone or with a friend? Um, kind of a hard one. It depends on the friend. Ooh, I feel like. I agree. It, right? <laughs> I, yeah. I like to say op shop with friends, but the reality is I'll chat with them and then when I'm in the store, I'm in my <laughs> zone and we kind of have a yes. mutual understanding that you just yeah. do your own thing and then you come back together. Oh, totally. I am so up for let's go get a coffee and then we'll go op shopping. And when we're in the op shop, that's just, we're in our own zone, getting the job done. That's exactly it. Yeah. And it took my partner a little bit of time to realize this when we were first dating. Um, He's like, you just leave me in the op (laughs) shop. I'm like, yeah, (laughs) I'm just going to do my thing. (laughs) I guess now you can even kind of say that you're working when you're in the op shop. That's your job. Exactly. And I think my friends get that now as well. And they'll find stuff for me. And I'm like, oh, this is so good. 
Oh, that is very handy. I would definitely, yeah, I'm into that. Having friends to kind of help you find some good stuff. Yeah, for sure. Do you prefer colour or neutrals? Colour for the shop, neutrals for my own wardrobe. <laughs> oh, I like it. I like it. Would you call yourself a minimalist or a maximalist? Uh, maximalist, but about to head into a minimalist lifestyle. Good luck. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, thanks. <laughs> I feel like I am a constantly aspiring minimalist and that maybe one day it will happen for me. Leather or lace? Leather, definitely. I don't think I own anything lace. Mm. Printed or plain? Printed, I think. With a bit of plain in it as well. (laughs) (laughs) Both, maybe printed. Have some fun. I feel like printed is awesome, but a whole wardrobe of printed would be Yeah, that's what I'm thinking. Mm. I couldn't do print on print on print. Some people do it really well. Oh. Not me. I know. I admire those people who do it really well. And I just don't care what other people think of their print on print, and that's what I love even more, the confidence behind it. Yes. Teach me that confidence, please. (laughs) Do you prefer to dress for summer or winter? Summer, I think, definitely a yeah. beach baby. Yeah. Nice. Do you prefer to be overdressed or underdressed? Probably overdressed. I feel like you can sort of fake it till you make it if you're overdressed. Mm-hmm. Whereas if yeah. you're underdressed, I think you just have that self-conscious mm-hmm. feeling the whole time you can't quite get rid of. Yes, I agree completely. Are you a heels or flats person? Everyday flats, definitely. I find it easily over, feel overdressed if I wear heels yeah. casually. Mm-hmm. I applaud women who can do that. Um, but then when I would go out, obviously, I like to pull out the heels. Yes. There's too many fun ones. Ah, yeah, you've got some good ones in the shop at the moment too. Yeah. That's one I might literally have to send you the size of my feet so I can see if any of these things are (laughs) going to fit me because that's the only difficulty with shoes online. Clothes are a little bit easier. Yeah, I agree. agree. And last one, are you a tea or coffee drinker? Coffee all the way. Yeah, that almond cappuccino. Love it. Love it. Before we wrap up the end of the episode – I'm curious to know what you hope that the future of the fashion industry looks like. You play a role in the circular economy by offering people an alternative to fast fashion and by making the world of secondhand appealing to people who might not typically like to just head to an op shop. Um, What do you hope that the future of fashion will look like in the coming years? I mean, in a dream world, it would really become a whole lot more sustainable and ethical. I don't think you can stop buying new altogether because, you know, how many people have jobs and stuff because of the fashion industry. Mm. But it would be really great to see those big fast fashion brands taking on responsibility for where their clothes come from. Yeah. But also I think uh, just people having more awareness about how they're shopping and where they're shopping mm. And I think that would hugely impact uh, the earth and the workers out there. Yeah. I don't know. I feel like I'd like to see a much more 
individual styling like when you go out if everyone just has a little bit more personality because they're not mm. shopping at uh top shop and you know those sort of shops that have a certain yeah. style to them I think that would be really cool and a whole lot more size inclusive as well mm. be really sick some really lovely thoughts to finish on Tegan thank you so much for joining me on Wellborn Pod it has been a pleasure chatting with you Thank you for what you do. Listeners, if you haven't already, please do go follow Salt and Funk on Instagram and go and shop on Tegan's amazing website. Go get all the good, good vintage. Thank you so much for having me. This was a lot of fun. I feel like we just laughed the whole time. (laughs) (laughs) Which is exactly how we want it to be. That's perfect. Awesome. Thank you for listening to this episode of Well Worn Pod and a huge thank you to Tegan for joining me on the show today. I have linked Salt and Funk in the show notes, so please go and show Tegan some love. Shop via her website and follow her over on Instagram. If you love the podcast, then you can show us some love by following along on Instagram. We are at wellwornpod and you can also leave a review and subscribe if you're listening on Apple Podcasts. It helps people find the show and I will be back next week with a new episode. Bye.